Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Will Be Named Later, a podcast about content creators, the creative culture, if you will. Now, this is a part where I act all professional and tell you what the podcast is about, but I'm not really good at being professional, so let's just keep it a buck. And like I said, we talk about creators from all walks of life, from all mediums, you know, modders, um, podcasters, video content creators, vloggers, bloggers, everybody in between, but more specifically at this juncture, we're talking about wrestling creators because a lot of us are underserved in the wrestling community, but there's a lot of us creating content and a lot of content that needs to be consumed that needs to be known about and needs to be discussed, distributed and brought forth into a bigger light. So I hope that with this podcast, we can do that and shine a light on some of these people that are making dope ass stuff for the wrestling community. And now a word from our sponsor. OCW Fed is a hybrid pro wrestling eFed that combines elements of role play and competitive play using the WWE 2K franchise. Whether you're on PlayStation or Xbox, OCW Fed is a creative outlet for gamers and pro wrestling fans alike. With over 16 years experience producing weekly content and live Twitch events, OCW Fed has a thriving community with handlers from all over the world. If this sounds like your cup of tea, come check us out at OCWFed.com, OCW Fed TV on YouTube, and OCW Fed on Twitch. It's like D&D for wrestling nerds. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is an independent wrestler, or hell, professional wrestler, from New Jersey, you heard Tony Cheney. El Capo Grande. Why did I say it like that? But you get the idea. Tony's a good kid, good hair on his shoulders, a really positive, enlightening, and just, I don't know, a really good dude. I like the fact that these these episodes have been just dope person after dope person after dope person. So as long as I keep getting good quality, nice, normal, cool guests, I'm going to keep doing it. We talk about a lot of things from how he came up, his his loves, professional wrestling video game shout out to the wrestling code and a bunch of other topics so sit back relax have a cold one get maybe some hot cocoa and just know this was recorded about maybe a week and a half two weeks ago so there might be a couple of announcements that uh already happened so just keep that in mind just letting you know because we do these two weeks in advance because i can stagger content until i get more guests so anyway without further ado it is tony cheney professional wrestler extraordinaire hey Reactor online, sensors online, weapons online, all systems nominal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number nine, nueve of uh, This Will Be Named Later, a podcast about creators. With me is a independent wrestler, and his name is Tony Cheney, and I believe you have many monikers. Hopefully, I don't mess them up, but I know one of them is the delivery boy. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, I used to be referred to as the delivery boy. That's that's correct. Oh, formerly the artist formerly known as the delivery boy. But yes, yeah, so our meeting is happenstance due to a similar discord, uh, the wrestling code, where shout out to um, Tim Boogie. This dude hit me up and he was like, can you can you vote? And I'm like, uh, what am I voting for? Because essentially, I guess now they're doing they're trying to get folks, you know, like enough votes and then they'll, I guess, offer them a contract or something. I don't know specifically how it works, but. Uh, you know, so he, he, he put your name in. So I say, Hey, sure. No problem. Whatever. And then it was you and somebody, I believe toxic Trent, who I also be talking to, uh, down the road. But yeah, so I looked them up and I was like, Oh, you know, might as well talk to these people and maybe hopefully, cause I know the wrestling code sometimes listen to my stuff. So, you know, if they do, 
sign this man, give him a contract too, because we all need something, especially with COVID. And speaking of COVID, uh, the first question I have was essentially, you know, COVID done mess everything up. And for you particularly, it did. If you want to talk about it, I, I think, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it it, uh, it messed me up in quite a few ways because uh, when it first began, uh, I had a whole bunch of stuff lined up. Uh, you know, I was, I was supposed to be going to Georgia. I, I live in New Jersey, for those of you listening who don't know. And uh, I was supposed to be going to Georgia for the first time and uh, wrestling a match. It was going to be a three-on-three match, but uh, on the other team was going to be Dan Severn, who's, you Ooh. know, a legend. And uh, Dan Severn, the beast, uh, he was from UFC, WWF, NWA. Like, he, he was a big deal back in the 90s. And uh, it was just, it would it would have been a really cool experience. And uh, that was one of the things, one of the many things that was taken away from me. But, uh, and for a while, I was looking at that in a you know, negative light, but uh I ended up changing it around and, uh, you know, kind of changed my attitude. And I ended up doing a fundraiser in the beginning of COVID and uh, got like some pizzas and some food from Wawa and all this kind of stuff for the uh, for the like the local hospital and all that. So that was a really cool experience. And from there, I tried to, you know, look at it in a positive way. But recently, as you just noted, um, I actually did have COVID-19 um, and uh, it sucked. I mean, it was it was bad. Uh, it wasn't the worst experience thankfully for me i know that other people go through it a lot worse and uh i'm just thankful to have had kind of like i guess the uh the medium end of it i guess you could say yeah but um i was prepared and uh you know i lost my my sense of taste and smell and Jesus. i had fever for a little bit and i i uh was you know coughing and sneezing and it was you know it was pretty bad but definitely was not as bad as some of the things that i've heard and I know that there's uh, a couple of um, wrestlers and referees that I know of that had COVID-19 and haven't been back since uh, because it just messed them up long term. And, and thankfully, I've been able to get in the ring since uh, being cleared. So, Man, congratulations on that. My, uh, I got my niece. She's, uh, she's a nurse up there upstate. And my boy, he's, uh, he's a nurse in, in the Bronx where I'm at. And yeah, man, like he caught it once. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, yeah, he caught it once. My niece caught it like... It's no joke. Like a lot of, of my family caught it, and thankfully it worked out. So I'm glad it also worked out for you, and especially you know you you hooking up that drive for the folks out there in Jersey. That's that's good stuff. See, I had a good feeling about you looking at your your socials and whatnot, and we'll talk about that. So I like thank God you're one of the good ones, at least at least for now. Maybe maybe the system corrupts you many years from now, but it's not the '80s, so you, sh- you should be all right. I don't know. You know, um, I, I can't give I, I can't give full credit to myself. Uh, okay. For the uh, for the delivery, I called it delivering positivity because I was still the delivery boy at the at the time. Gotcha. And um, so uh, I have to give credit to my sister uh, also for for really like changing my attitude and kind of helping me kind of get out of the slump that I was in because mm-hmm. I was just kind of thinking like, oh, look at what I lost, look what I lost, but she kind of got me to realize like, you know, look what everybody's lost. You know, they, everybody's going through something. And, uh, you know, I kind of did realize that, but I, it, it wasn't put into perspective until she did that for me. And then she told me, it, you know, to change your attitude, do something positive for other people. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, that's what I do with wrestling. And I kind of lost sight of that. So the fact that I couldn't wrestle for that little bit, you know, that annoyed me, but I was able to turn it around and do something positive. So, you know, that that's my message for anybody out there listening is, you know, not that I raised money, not that I did anything like that, is that I turned my negative energy into positive energy, not just for myself, but for my community. There you go. So shout out to, to Sister Cheney. And th- gratitude is important, especially in something like this. I actually was mentioning something earlier um, today involving gratitude that, 
you know, my dad always tells me that it feels good to give from the heart. And, you know, you should always want to give. But for me, because I'm like an ignorant Hispanic and whatnot, like I don't like when people try to give and then there's like an ulterior motive to it. Like that's, you know, that's eh. so it just the message in that is basically like what you're doing and what your sister helped you to do is turn things into a positive and to do from a place from your heart to be good. So I'm glad you were good people because it's gonna be this would be awkward if it was like, oh, you a scumbag, damn Tony, what a world, what a world, <laughs> damn. But anyway, so um, moving moving on, like I told you before we started, like I'm very bad at interviewing for some strange reason, so I'm gonna just get to it. No, man, no, I, I like it, man. It's a good conversation. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the best that I can with what I got. So uh, with wrestling, as far as I'm aware, you started in 2017. That's correct. That's when I started training. Yeah. Okay. So prior to that, uh, what got you into wrestling? Um, so prior to that, uh, 2004, no, 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 wait, yeah, yeah, yep, 2004 uh, was, was the first year I ever found wrestling. It was January 2004, so right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, uh, Brock Lesnar was the champion and uh, Eddie Guerrero was chasing the championship. And the first pay-per-view I ever got was uh, No Way Out which was, I think, their second pay-per-view of the month because uh, Royal Rumble had just happened, but I didn't get that. But I knew what happened, obviously, from keeping updated. Yeah. But then when I watched No Way Out and I saw Eddie Guerrero capture that belt, you know, like, that was one of those moments that I was like, whoa, like, like I don't know, just everything that happened, everything that culminated, and then, bam, like, this guy, he, like, he, he was perceived as the underdog, like, captured this belt. Like, it makes you feel something, you know what I mean? And that was the first thing. And then once, once I, I watched WrestleMania the next month, and um, I saw his match with Kurt Angle, and then on top of that, the uh, the triple threat match, the main event at the end between Benoit, Triple H, and uh, Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight Championship. And after watching that match, I mean, that really like watching that match changed my whole perspective and made me like kind of feel like I need to be there. Like that's that's the place that I need to be. Like I want to be like not watching. I mean, yeah, watching of course, and still being a fan, but like I want to be that person too. I hear that, man. Like, to me, that that's what those were some of the the good times. Because when I was I was a young youngster, we would go. I would go to my boy's house in Queens, and I remember specifically that WrestleMania. And we even had what was what, what number was that again? I don't remember the number specifically. WrestleMania like twenty twenty. Yeah, I remember we had a they like for some reason we got promo materials. They had like a cookie or some some nonsense like that. But yeah, we was watching it, and like I don't know, man. It was just it was just good. Good energy and good time. So, so basically, you seeing that—that's what put the bug up your behind, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta do this." And then you fast forward to 2017, and you're uh, you're training and whatnot, and you're doing what you gotta do. But along the way to to train and whatnot, did you run into any kind of issues, any kind of obstacles and whatnot? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I just want to say, you know, I I really like um, the the format in which you're interviewing, uh, you know, from the bottom and uh, kind of progressing because I, I don't get a lot of this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. What do you get? Uh, what do you get usually? <laughs> oh, just a lot of sporadic questions and, uh, you know, things that are hard for me to answer on an oh. interview sometimes, I guess. But, nah. you know, uh, this, this is uh, this is nice and formatted, and I appreciate that you did your uh, your research. But um, what's it called? Anyway, uh, basically, uh, I, I, had to, I did have uh, some obstacles along the way because uh, – my family definitely is not, you know, the biggest fan of wrestling. My dad would would show me things, and he would tell me about old school wrestlers like mm-hmm. uh, George the Animal Steel was his yeah. favorite, yeah, buddy, and uh, Hulk Hogan and and Andre the Giant and all of them. And that's where I learned all that knowledge because at the time, you know, I didn't have smartphone and I didn't have any of that to my 
you know, uh, at my fingertips like we do now. But uh, I had all the magazines and I had, you know, I, I rented the, the, the DVDs. I rented the VHS tapes. I, I did whatever I could to learn and study wrestling. I studied the history through video games, through, you know, the, anything I could literally find out. I would just study it. And uh, like I said, I mean, it, whenever I would do something, let's just say, you know, in, in school or, or act out, you know, as, as a child, it was always kind of brought back to that, like, oh, well, you know what? It's probably because of wrestling, so we're going to take that away. So, you know, that that's one of those obstacles oh, where man. it's like, you know, everything was kind of blamed on that. And I don't want to, you know, put that on, on my parents or anything like that because they weren't cruel or anything. It was just, like, it, it sucks because, like, it, it's not that I was trying to be, like, like you know, like, like aggressive. I knew what wrestling was. I knew that it was entertainment, and that's what I liked about it. And I, you know, it was... It was just like one of those things where also my, my sister that I mentioned earlier, um, she has a spinal cord injury. No. And um, so she's paralyzed from the waist down. And my mom, you know, obviously gets nervous for me. Uh, so that's another obstacle. But, uh, you know, once she kind of realized, uh, you know, the whole entertainment aspect of it and uh, the, the fact that your opponent, you know, as crazy as it sounds, wants to help you in, instead of uh, kill you, um, you know, she, she kind of uh, relaxed to the idea of it a little bit so by the time i did find an opportunity to train in 2017 uh she wasn't too i mean all, all my family reached out with their concerns i'm not gonna lie to you but you know throughout time they kind of see that uh i have you know i have the drive for it and i, re I really want to do this and i've wanted to do it my whole life and they know that so at the end of the day they're really supportive of me that's good it's good to have a good support system and you know the fact that your family they want to you know they want to you know that that's what they do basically that's what mom and dad do they're like oh don't you know don't do that you know they want you to take it easy but as a young person you got to find your path and you might fail you might succeed but you at least got to take take that journey on yourself so that you can look back and look and say you know good or bad i did what i had to do and you know now i have that experience under my belt and then you could also pass that down to anybody else you encounter or children in the future with you know with a uh, spaghetti queen anything like that you know obviously not not now nah, cuz you know how it is you know whatever but you get what oh, i'm saying yeah. but it, yeah. that's that's good like you got a good head on your shoulders so um so speaking of, of video games and now we're actually you gave me props about oh being formatted but i really it just notes <laughs> it's going crazy but uh so you mentioned video games, and I, I obviously the the first question I was gonna have was regarding video games, but I was like, he might not be because you know being you know wrestling, you might just be out there doing trying to you know make a buck because it's crazy out here. But I actually saw a couple videos, and I saw you had posters. Like right, he got the posters. Okay, cool. And I saw a mailbag joint from I don't know maybe last year, and the mailbag joint, my man got the collections. Like oh okay, so he is. So I wanna go into that i want to diverge into that for a second because um i'm gonna assume you might be a wrestling gamer or at least a collector because my man from britain hit you up with the uh the one you was missing uh, was it 2009 i think the the collector's edition of uh smack was it smackdown versus raw back then was yeah it? it was smackdown versus raw back then yeah yeah they uh he he sent me the uk edition of yeah smackdown 2009 that's that's what it was and uh yeah, no, that was actually really, really cool um, to get because I, I have pretty much all the, uh, the the special editions from uh, they started doing it in SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Yeah, and they've done it all the way up until now, pretty much. Uh, they didn't do one for Battlegrounds, but they did one for 2K20. I don't have the 2K20 one yet, 
And uh, I think that might actually be the only one I'm missing. So I mean, uh, like, you ain't, you ain't missing much, but if you want the collecting part, then yeah, because two K twenty is trash. Like, yeah, uh, honest, <laughs> honestly, I bought the I bought the game itself, and then I returned it an hour later, and uh, and I'm just I'm just kind of waiting for the opportunity to actually get the special edition. Yeah, stuff. I'm not gonna worry about playing the game too much, yeah. but uh, I do, but I do play the games, and I do enjoy them. I've I've been playing Battlegrounds a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have been playing a little bit of 2K20 because uh, my friend has it, so he's been bringing it over. And uh, okay. I also got um, you know 2K19. But I also, I, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of one of those people that likes to plug in the uh, the PlayStation 2 and play some SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Oh so. my man, Tony, a man of culture and taste. I knew I'd like your ass. <laughs> oh, I was playing that. Yeah, what was man. it? Uh, I think last uh, oh, a while ago with my friend Melon or Milan, rather. We call him Melon because Starbucks ruined his name. His name is Milan. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah, he's right. really good at video games, and he whooped my ass. Um, you know what you should do? Here comes the pain. They have um, God, what's this dude's name? You know, New Legacy ain't by any chance. The 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 wrestling streamers they do like the goofy stuff or whatever with the wrestling games. Anyway, they I can't say. Okay, well, look them up, New Legacy. They they way bigger than me, so whatever. But uh, they do uh, wrestling video games, and they they one time they played. There's a, a version of Here Comes the Pain that's being modded by, I guess, a collective of folks. You can get it on it as well. I think I did it, I did it at one point. It's kind of weird how to get like a copy of it, but anyway, the point is is that they have like an updated roster for two, uh, Here Comes the Pain. So you know, since it's a collective, Roman Reigns is good, but Bray Wyatt is kind of like really bad and you know but they have like a lot of new guys aj styles is pretty good and you know it's fun it, it can expand on the uh the, the here comes the pain experience if uh you do on pc i don't know if it works on the ps2 but that being said so with the current crop though like do you play play or do you just kind of like just collect and peruse because 19's been here for three years and i don't know if you know but basically i run like a, a league and essentially i just coined it dnd for wrestling nerds so I'll leave it at that, um, not to discount them, but the, the long and short of, short of it is, is that we've been having to, excuse me, do online because it's player versus player. We had to use it for the last three years, and you got to reinvent the wheel to keep it interesting online with folks and to keep it, I guess, like fair and fun because that's the most important thing. Because if you play online, I'm sure you can attest to this back in the day, especially with all the games, even like five, like 05 or whatever, to now you play online. Sometimes you'll get some guy who wants to do Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, and you got some guy who wants to play Street Fighter Five and beat you in five seconds, and it's no fun. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of uh, those types of uh, Street Fighter Five experiences are, are the reasons <laughs> why. I don't go on uh, live a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of do collect and uh, and um, I kind of play the game. Like I, I play online sometimes, very rarely, but for the most part, I like to play through the story. And yeah, I play. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times. Like that's why I like the the Here Comes the Pain because the storyline is just phenomenal, and there's so much you could do with it. So I could play it over and over again. You know what I mean? And it's it's just still fun. But like sometimes I go online, and it's like sometimes. I, I know that some people also have like like the uh the things like at their house where they could like kinda like switch off like oh. like the uh the, the, the Wi Fi yeah. I don't even know I, I don't even yeah. know what I'm talking about. No, you know no, you, I mean? you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Does but, um Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's just you know, I'm just saying those experiences like like kinda ruined it for me because I tried and uh but just recently I did I did um I streamed something on Twitch. I, I just streamed like a couple of uh battlegrounds matches like yeah i created i like to my big thing is i like to create characters and download the created characters mm-hmm. 
uh that's that's my big thing uh is like the the caw creation you know all that so yeah yeah. yeah, and i and i do that like even in here comes the pain but i i like to go on like i used to go on and like look up like the formulas like yes how how their facial structure is and everything you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. like like totally go in depth and uh make sure that the person was exact and then i would i and my big thing is like even if they look like halfway decent they have to have uh like a perfect move set yep i'm in there like i even changed like the, the, the regular wrestlers like in the games like i go in their move set and change it up a little bit because sometimes they give them things that's ridiculous for them and it's like they're just kind of like, trying to fill moves you know what i mean you know what the best example of that is impact tna impact which you also <laughs> have <laughs> You yeah, know exactly you what I'm even, talking about. Body slam. their moves in that game. Body slam. Everybody got a body slam. I mean, it's a standard move, but like finishes was body slams too. Some of them. So we're not gonna talk about impact because impact was uh, oh as God, as. Did a, you ever play the? Uh, <sighs> did you ever play the impact DS game? Um. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to throw my DS out the window. Didn't have yeah, fun. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen Hulk Hogan do a running drop kick. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's not Ever. good. It's not good, no, Tony. It's, it's. I mean, it's fun to have, and I have it. Yeah. But it's not like. I mean, it's it's even fun to play, but just to make fun of. And like, I can't. I can't play through it though. That's the thing. Like, I played through the storyline, but it's like, oh my god, I'm doing the same thing. It's so repetitive. You know. It's it's not fun. Like that's why literally why I did what I did. Uh, you know, cwfed.com, which is basically like I said, a PVP league. So cats, they write like the old school, um, you know, text efeds, but then they also do videos and, and you know, and matches are actually c- competitive. So they're trying to win, but they're not trying to cheese. And that's the only reason I did that was because in 2005, I had this dream. Like you're like, oh, we're going to go online and play and it's going to be awesome. And I got beat up by a dude dressed like Spock and it left a real bad taste in my mouth. So I said, you know what, screw this. I'll do my own joint. And, you know, 16 freaking years later, we still here, you know, crazy. Thank God for my people, my people. They, you know, they put in the work and all I do is put it together. So it's a tapestry. So it works out. But not for them. I wouldn't. But yeah, the call stuff is interesting, too. So speaking of the call stuff, um, here's the thing that like, I don't know if if, if independent independent dudes notice, but what you got to do is you got to find one of them creators to do you. And then like that kind of helps bring, you know, uh, the motion to the ocean with everybody else. So you got to. There's a dude named Dre Forty One Gaming. He he's a real good call guy. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we. I don't know if we cool like that. I'd be like, hey man, you do me a favor, and make Tony Chini for me. I don't know, but you you know you got to get with some of these dudes and they could hook you up. And then you know there's there's even a dude, Big Righteous, who does movesets too, and he can get your joint down packed. They put you on the little display joint, and then next thing you know people start downloading you because you do have a very pretty big following on like a lot of social media. Like the IG is covered. Your TikTok is covered. Your Twitch is, I mean, your Twitter is covered. You have a Twitch too, right? Yeah, you mentioned that. And your YouTube is covered. You're doing pretty okay. So, like, you just got to get that little edge from that little community. And, yeah, it might, might, might help. You never know. And at the very least, you get a carbon copy of Tony on, on you know, 19 because 20 is garbage. You don't want You don't want it. Your, your 2K20 Tony would look nice, but, like, it will be, be terrible. It will glitch through ropes and it won't be fun. But the 19 Tony that uh. That'll be a little something, something. So you might want to look into that. Just saying. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that because, like, as as a kid in high school, you know, I would watch all those videos of of like, you know, like the the call showcase, you know, like 
and I'd go download them and that's how I'd find out about them. But I didn't really know, like, I don't know if it's how, like, you know, they are interested in me so that they showcase me or I contact them. I don't really know how that works, honestly. But uh, it's actually funny you mentioned that because on 2K, like, uh, it's because of GTS, the show I'm on on YouTube. Yeah. Um, like, I, I have a lot of fans that go out and just make, like, all of us, really. Mm-hmm. Like, all of, all of the, the, the people that go on the show are created on there. And, you know, I mean, obviously, some of them are, are pretty bad and some of them are really good. But I was actually looking through 2K20 mm-hmm. yesterday or the day before with my friend, and I saw that there was like no good ones of me. Like there was like they they all. They, I mean, it was just it was just whack, man. It was just ridiculous. I mean, I'll, I'll try to put in some calls. We'll talk about it afterwards. I ain't got pulled like that. I'm gonna let you know right now. You you saw from earlier when I put out a Twitter like, "Hey guys, we ask questions," and and you know people like, but they ain't reply. So I ain't got the stroke like that. But we we try to keep you. We try to keep you in the back of somebody's head. Maybe somebody do you know do you a gratis because, you know, the wrestling code is why we kind of talking right now. So that being said, um, with the wrestling code, first of all, I know they're listening because they listen to my other video back like before Rona. So put this man in. That's the first thing. That's f- for me. Do me that solid. If I got like that. As a matter of fact, GTS. That's a uh, uh, um, my guy. What what's my guy's name? The the guy who runs GTS. I'm not a grim. S- grim. So. I, he's I, in the game, yeah, he's right. in the game. So have him do you a solid because he got the bigger ear. If they, if they actually put him in the game, they could put you in the game. And be like he like, hey, GTS, and then the, you know, so do that virtual basement. I don't know nobody by the first name, so they not gonna listen to me like that. But you know, they get the idea. That also with with uh, the wrestling code, you mentioned you had like this elaborate idea that you posted. I hope it's you. I hope I didn't confuse with somebody else. If I did, I apologize. But I, I'm pretty sure it's you. But you posted an idea regarding. Um, you know, the independence and the wrestling code. Tell me I'm not yeah. crazy with this. Yes, yes. That was okay, me. Yep. thank God. I, hope, I, I don't know if they saw it, so I do hope they're listening um, because I thought it would be a cool idea if uh, if they kind of reached out to uh, maybe some smaller, maybe like not like the smallest, but not the biggest indie promotions, kind of like some mid-grade like, you know, indie promotions that are mm-hmm. still reputable and, and uh, they run well and, and maybe have good production value so you go and you say hey i want to send over you know i i use for an example um sean donovan and uh o'shea edwards okay so i want to i want to send sean donovan and o'shea edwards over to your promotion to have a match on behalf of the wrestling code so you send o'shea edwards and sean donovan two wrestling code shirts that they wear out their entrance and then maybe like you know you give them their lower thirds when they come out and when they like when their name pops up it says the wrestling code logo on the side mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's just for their match like all the other matches are regular matches for for whatever promotion it is but just for that one match on the show you kind of like this is a match you know sponsored by the wrestling code you know uh just kind of like gives like the promotion a little bit of a Okay, look, like uh, the the wrestling code knows about us, you know, so that that kind of gives them a little bump, and then the wrestling code also in return has like kind of like a match, so it looks it gives people something to look forward to. Like now, when you get that game, if you were there during that match or if you saw that match on YouTube, now you might want to be like, "Yo, I I remember watching this match, and uh, let's just say Sean Donovan won, but you wanted O'Shea Edwards to win. I can't wait to get this game so so I could beat Sean Donovan's ass with O'Shea Edwards." You know what? To that, let me let me let me add my spin on it because every now and again I have a good idea too. I would take that one step further, and while the match happens after the match, you know it is what it is. I don't know how rights work and whatnot, but like you could have 
like the wrestling code or even maybe the promotion do the match or do a match that similar match within the wrestling code itself that could also be like a promotional tool as well you know so it kind of have the synergy between the game and then the independence and whatnot and then there's like all kinds of opportunities from there or you could take it one step further and have sean donovan and o'shea edwards put on the controllers and you know not during the match obviously that's kind of silly we ain't that silly yet but you know fight each other in the wrestling code on behalf of their their you know their promotion with the wrestling code as well and you know WWE does it every now and again but they don't know how to play video games so it looks very cheesy and it's not visually appealing but I'm sure that these two could figure it out but using them as examples but stuff like that shout out to FPR fair play rules play good online anyway but yeah so it's it's an idea I like it it could, it could work at the very least the first part of it would is you know lower thirds that's after effects that's premiere everybody does that nowadays that's part of the toolkit of most you know independent wrestlers most independent wrestlers know how to do edit video because you have to for your youtube page which you do i'm assuming actually not i'm assuming i've seen that on your page on your youtube page you're also a video editor as well yeah mm-hmm. and that's what made <laughs> me kind of think of it yeah like like that that's what made me think of the idea because it's like you know like just like the, the visualization of seeing that and then kind of what you're adding is perfect you know what i mean like they have that match and then on top of that like now later on when when the uh they finally re- like uh release some footage of the game they release footage of sean donovan versus o'shea edwards you know what i mean and then they they could do that and like you know they they finally like do that gameplay and they show a couple moves between the two of them and then all of a sudden they announce that they're having a real match and you just saw all this gameplay so now you're like oh man these, these two are really having a match now i'm hyped to see this so now you go see the match, boom, it's like all sponsored by the by the wrestling code and virtual basement, and then, you know, O'Shea Edwards wins, and then you're like, oh man, you know, I really wanted Sean Donovan to win, so I can't wait to get this game. And then, like you said, now later on, he challenges him to a rematch, but in the game, all right? So then he goes, and they, they play the game, and now Sean Donovan wins. You know and now I mean? you so got now yourself like a they, feud. They both have a win over each other, yeah, but one's in the game and one's in real life, so then they have to settle it in you know some big cage match or something, but either you way, go. you know it's it's just it's good marketing towards you know the wrestling code, and it's I think that uh what you're adding on is perfect, you know, I think that it could all you know fit together as just you know another thing, and that's you know if they want to spend the the time and the extra money on it because I'm sure they're already spending enough uh you know time uh, yeah, doing they just this, got their motion you know I mean? they, yeah. They- the motion catch. They, they have. They, they're they're busy guys. You know what I mean. It's just uh, that, and I I respect the the crap out of them because I know that this is. Uh, they always say that it's a passion project on their on their Twitter and and uh, that you know that they're that they've always wanted to do it and this is what they're doing and I respect the fact that they're taking so long because I want them to perfect it and that's what they seem to want. You know what I mean. It seems like they want to make the perfect wrestling game. So I'm very excited for the game. I am and I'm like I have bated breath, like I said, as someone who owns like a league, a game league, you know, we we need these these platforms that are actually, you know, creative and workable to keep interest. Because I don't really do it for me, I do it for, you know, the, the community that I built. Because it feels up to me, I go to freaking Puerto Rico and just stay at the ocean. But you know, I got people that rely on me and they're like, This is their outlet, this is their, you know, their escape. So it's like you gotta you gotta look, you know, hook them up. But you know, to use 2K19 for three years is kind of taxing, and then 20 can't be used. So we're looking at, you know, AEW game. We're looking at uh, 
We're looking at the wrestling code. We're hoping that two, you know, that 2K22 isn't garbage, or at the very least, that their collector's edition is something that's worth the the extra freaking money. So you know, it's a, it's an upward battle. But first and foremost, wrestling code, my man's right here. Put him on the docket. Come on, it's, it's Rona, son. You got it. Got to put my man on the docket. Grim, you don't know me. I don't know you, but you know him. Put him on the docket. Let him know. Put a good word in. Who? <laughs> anyway. So I appreciate <laughs> no problem, man. So, so back to some wrestling stuff. Um, this is actually a question from from my community, and I wish I had the guy's name in front of me. I believe it's Max. If not, I apologize. But anyway, so his question was basically, um, how does it feel to incorporate your Italian your Italian heritage into your wrestling persona? Uh, that means a lot to me because um, growing up, uh, I used to spend a lot of time with my nonna. And for those of uh, you listening who don't know what nonna means, it's just uh, Italian for grandmother. Yeah. And, um, she passed away when I was younger. But um, when I did have the time that I spent with her, she knew I liked wrestling. And she wasn't the biggest fan. But uh, she, my grandfather, my nonno, who I unfortunately didn't meet, he passed away before I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loved wrestling. And uh, so she liked to talk to me about it because it kind of reminded her of him. And uh, we always talked about Bruno San Martino specifically. Ooh. And uh, he was, you know, the, the Italian Superman. I mean, he like came straight off the boat, Italy, and, and became one of the biggest superstars in America. And like, you know, my, my nonno really believed in him. And uh, it, it's one of those things that I don't know, just like the, that kind of the, those conversations that we had and everything. I, I just felt like it was kind of right. Like I should represent this. Like, this is who I am, this is who we are, and this is who, like, my nonno, you know, grew up admiring. So I feel like if my nonno was alive and he had met me, then hopefully he would have enjoyed, you know, the, the, the heritage kind of being, you know, uh, passed on. You know what I mean? Even though Bruno San Martino obviously wasn't in my family or anything like that. It's just that he was in my family in the fact that, like, he was a big part of him. Like, he was in, like, a household name of ours. You know what I mean? Yeah, gotcha. So... Yeah, you know, I just felt like I, I kind of owed it to the the Italian community because they just I don't know, just I mean, I'm representing myself yeah. and I'm representing you know all of our people, I guess you know. Yeah, you got to represent sometimes. Like Pride and Powerful represents Boricuas to the fullest, and shout out to AEW because they got the most Boricuas on the god you know on the goddamn promotion. So that makes me incredibly happy, especially for not being recognized for so many damn years. Shout out to Savio Vega as well, but yeah. No, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot, man. So, but I was also thinking, like, if you ever go super hill, you can go, like, you know, I don't know if I don't know if it's like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Bias to be like, oh, if he does mafioso, but like, you could be like, I don't know, mafioso vibes or whatever from Bensonhurst. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm doing right now because, uh, like, I, I go by El Capo Grande. Now, yes, I saw that. I saw that. So, yeah. so you going full? You going full mafioso? Yeah, because cause in Italian, that means the big boss. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? Um, I, I run a group called the Mob Squad. Yeah. So we kind of do our thing. I, we haven't been around in a little bit, but uh, we're going to be making some appearances pretty soon uh, for those of you guys listening and uh, missing the Mob Squad. And uh, we're going to be doing some stuff soon. But yeah, I mean, I'm Il Capo Grande inside and outside of the ring. So I got to represent it. You know what I mean? Forget, forget about it. You know, I have I have a couple of story, uh, stories with Paisans, but I ain't going to share them on this podcast. Shout out to for Angela. But anyway, back back to my question. So um, what you call it? Uh, thus far with your career, um, what would you say is your favorite match and why? 
Um, definitely my match against Tony Atlas. Uh, yes, and... I saw. I saw the thing about that. I didn't, I didn't get to actually see the the full match, but yeah, they, yeah, they, they putting mean, you with like uh, some killers. Dan Severin, Tony Atlas. What's, what's up with that, bro? I I mean, I wish I got to wrestle against Dan. I know you I ain't was, get Dan, but it might Tony, be it might be good that you ain't get Dan because Dan is a killer, son. I don't know. Like even though you don't want to be like, oh, I fought Dan Severin and he put my arm behind the back of my head and ah. Now my that's what I do. That's what oh, I, no. I, I, I want to be able to tell people that Dan Severn broke my arm. <laughs> Damn, you know son. I mean? But anyway, uh, when, when I wrestled Tony Atlas that night, I mean, it was just one of those experiences that uh, it was so surreal that, like, when I left the ring, like, I, I didn't even know where the entrance was because I was, like, just in, like, almost like a euphoric state. Like, yeah. like, I didn't even know where I was. And it was cool because actually that was kind of like the night the mob squad came together. Speaking of the mob squad, okay. uh, because, uh, the person who came out with Tony Atlas, like who managed him was Jay, the key Evans. And uh, he was kind of like, he wasn't around for a while and he was like the ultimate baby face coming to kind of like help him because I had Francesca and Zach Ruby with me and we were the mob squad. So he was just kind of there to protect him. So anyway, at the end of the match, it ends in, you know, double count out craziness and we start beating up Tony Atlas, and Jay Evans comes over to to make the save, but then he starts beating up Tony Atlas with us and takes off his shirt, and he's got the Mob Squad shirt on. Nice. So we, we were able to, you know, and, and Tony Atlas had to be taken to the back, and, you know, I mean, it really made us look uh, like like a strong, imposing force, and it was cool, you know what I mean? It was just one of those moments that, that you look back on, and, and you don't really have uh moments like that often so I, I was like it was one of those moments where i really had to stop and, and kind of feel it you know what i mean yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta enjoy that and you have that story for the rest of your life but you forget I... to do that sometimes when you're a wrestler um, um I, I know you said that you uh you don't have a lot of wrestlers on here but um one thing that i can tell you from a wrestler's perspective is sometimes when you're when you're just kind of wrapped up in everything and, and the show and and what you're gonna do and and what your opponent's gonna do and how the crowd's gonna react you're wrapped up in all that and you're thinking about all of it and you forget to just stand there for for at least you know 10 seconds and just kind of soak in where you are and and uh like w- what the feeling of the room is and and like what's really going on you know what i mean because yeah. you're so kind of wrapped up and and okay, this is what I have to do. This is what's what's set. You know what I mean? Just just don't forget to just kind of sit there sometimes. Like whether you're a wrestler or anything, you know what I mean? Just if if, if you're in a situation, you want to be able to look back and say, I remember that. And I, I remember being stressed out during that, you know? Yeah, it's good. You 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 build these memories. So the next question is kind of it might be this the same answer, but you know, the next question basically is what is your most, you know, nerve wracking but like the what match gave you the most nerve wracking to work with? But it could, it could it, is it going to be this match or is it a different match? No, it's a different answer, honestly. Oh, uh, okay. Surprisingly enough, because uh, I was obviously very nerve wracked for this match, but uh, at the same time, um, fortunately enough, I've actually gotten to talk to Tony Atlas quite a few times, like before having to wrestle him, like mm-hmm. like over the. Over the, like the last you know year or like maybe a year and a half, like I got to have a few experience with him and I was comfortable with him. He was really cool, nice. He's he still is obviously a really nice, cool guy, and uh, I always enjoy his company. So it was just it was cool to finally be able to get in the ring with him, and it was nerve wracking, but it was also like I, I had that kind of comfortability of like this guy knows what he's doing, like you know what I mean? Yeah, he basically um, well, he's a professional. And, uh, he's a freaking legend. He's huge, so you think I hurt you? That, 
Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like, like if I get in the ring with someone with the same experience as me, or or even a little bit more experience as me, like you can still have that feeling, like you know, like in this situation, will he know what to do? In this situation, will he know what to do? But in, in this situation, it was kind of the other way around, where he might have been worried about me, like, will he know what to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, my my most no, like nerve wracking time was my first match ever in front of a crowd. Uh, because I had had a few matches at GTS before that, mm-hmm. and um, and I had trained the year before, but I would just never actually in a match in front of a crowd yet. Because I, as soon as like I went to a school, and the school was only open for the year of, of 2017, unfortunately, because there wasn't enough of us students. Uh, but uh, it was it was owned by 911 ECW original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. And, him. Uh, I went. I went there, and you know, I trained my ass off for for you know as long as the school was open. And uh, I'm lucky enough to have lived close to 911, so I knew him already, and so that's how I knew about the school, um, and was able to get in. So I mean, I I pretty much owe my whole career to him, uh, if if we're gonna be honest here. But regardless, now I'm rambling. Uh, no, you're fine. Don't fast, worry about it. Don't, don't second guess yourself. You're good. <laughs> fast forward. Fast forward to. Um, the next year, I found myself on GTS Wrestling, had a couple matches there. But those are different matches because they're not in front of a crowd. And, uh, you know, if something's happening or something goes wrong, we can cut and we can we can move on. And sometimes we do things to make it more theatrical. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not the same as a regular match to where everybody sees you and everybody sees what you're doing. And everybody knows, you know, if you mess up, they know. If something's happening, you can't just stop and restart. Like, you know what I mean? You, you have to keep going with it. And uh, having that first feeling was uh, even thinking about it now. It's nerve wracking, you know. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where. Uh, and then you know, the, I can't. I won't even discuss it on the podcast. All the all the crazy backstage stuff that was going on that day uh, between my opponent and uh, what was going on, and it was just insane. But uh, you know, it just like I thought at the time that that was what the business was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was kind of nerve wracking. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that I was able to get some better experiences after that. But, you know, I mean, I still do, um, I still do, you know, they cherish that experience because I, I remember taking that first bump. I, it was a clothesline uh, in front of a crowd. And it was like, I, I went to go shake his hand and then he pulled me in and gave me a clothesline. And I took the bump and I just looked over and I saw the crowd, you know, react a little bit. And there wasn't a big crowd, but it was just cool to see people you know, reacting to what I just did and like being able to feed off of their energy. And, you know, the, the match overall wasn't too bad. There was a couple of hiccups, but you know, as, as far as being my first match, like, you know, a lot of people say I, I could have done a lot worse. So. I mean, I ain't never been, I ain't never been in the ring. So every, all my, uh, my pretexts from, from shooting interviews and just listening to old timers, but in my head it's like, Hey, Tony, What's your finish? Doesn't matter. I ain't taking it. And then you get a stiff clothesline or whatever. But uh, I actually had a question regarding the uh, the backstage stuff, but I won't dwell too much into it, but I will touch on it later. Uh, so it's funny that you mentioned the school you went to was only open for a year. I had a question, but apparently I didn't write it down because I'm not a professional. But um, the question more or less, shout out to Jamie. He was actually, he used to wrestle in ICW uh, a while ago. But um, his question was more or less, did you get like, uh, the majority of your tra- were you able to get a, a well-rounded um, assessment of of your training while you were there? So you said you were only there for a year, and then the school shut down. So how did you take your training, I guess, to the next level, or or what did you do to supplement, you know, your continuing wrestling education? 
Um, honestly, like in wrestling, if, if you're like, if you're really like, if you really want to stay on top of your game, you, you really never stop learning mm-hmm. and, uh, you can never stop learning from as many people as you can. And, uh, one thing that I find, honestly, uh, I personally, and this could be, uh, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but either way, uh, some people might take this, I guess the wrong way. But staying at one school, you know, forever, for years and years and years, yeah. which a lot of people do. And a lot of people, they throw a lot of um, a lot of money, a lot of time into these schools. Um, but in reality, you're learning, you know, a lot of the same things. And you, you are learning a lot of new things and different things along the way. But you're not going out of your comfort zone and you're not able to work with other people other than the people that are learning in that same, you know, field in that same environment. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good to put yourself out there and that's, that's the best way to, in my experience to learn is to put yourself out there and, and go somewhere else and train and go and take a seminar somewhere. Like I've been to, um, I've been to, uh, seminars out in, uh, Illinois with, uh, cowboy Bob Orton Mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, who else was there? Killer Tim Brooks, uh, the Four Horsemen. Uh, I've done, you know, seminars with Eugene and uh, Jimmy Rave, and you know, just just learn as many people as you can. And I just ask people for help, and I also go to schools and and I ask them, hey, how much can I pay you to to learn for the day, or you know, to learn for the week, or whatever it is, and. I just go and I learn from them. And sometimes something that that one school was trying to teach me for an hour, another school could teach me in 15 minutes just because not that the other school was wrong, just that the way that they taught me at the other school was a different way and a different wording. And, and it clicked with me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, the specific experience that I'm referring to is with arm drags. You know, like I, I went to 911 school for a year and we did arm drags and a lot of them were wonky, like not because of their fault, but just I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting the concept. And uh, I went to ECPW school, um, which was it's in like, I believe, North Jersey. Um, it's run by Gino Caruso. And uh, I was trading with I was training with the Kodak Bear, who's actually an ECW original. Okay. And uh, he was teaching me. And this man is like 300 something pounds. So I wasn't expecting me. I wasn't expecting me learning arm drags. But I told him, he asked me, what is something that you'd like to work on? And I said, I'd like to work on arm drags. And he said, all right, well, then let's do it. And we went over arm drags. We were like 15, 20 minutes like later, I was getting it and I was doing it. And he's taking these arm drags for me and just doing this for me. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, like this guy, like I could look up this guy in the WWE network and, and this guy is taking the time out of his day to like to teach me you know what i mean and so don't what i'm trying to say is don't be afraid to to put yourself out there because people do want to learn and and they want to share their knowledge to you and you could learn from a lot of great people that have come out of this business and uh i know that i have you know what i mean i just kind of i I go to companies and i tell them hey you know this is this is something that i like to do this is something that i do and i'd like to learn more of this or whatever it is don't be afraid to just put yourself out there and you'll learn a lot from a lot of different people I mean, the saying goes, closed mouths don't get fed. See, my my thing with with wrestling is, um, you know, there's a lot of good, but then there's also a lot of not good. So you kind of have to navigate those waters. And that that's a thing that I don't know. I can't speak for anybody, but that, you know, that's the thing I don't know if a lot of, uh, you know, young up and comers know about because there's so many promoters like this. Everybody can do. I can do a promotion tomorrow if I want to. And, you know, not necessarily mean that I'm qualified to do that. And, you know, back in the day, oh, you work, you work for a hot dog and a soda and you're, you're happy. But, you know, 
you're supposed to get what you're worth. So I find that, you know, navigating those waters could be tumultuous for somebody. So, you know, like you said, it's good to just put yourself out there and just try to learn as much as you can. But you also probably got to like, you know, watch out for some of them, some of them shocks in the water. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's, it's, uh, you're not wrong when you say sharks in the water, you know what I mean? I mean, like the, I, like the, I was telling you about my first match experience and that company, I'm not going to, you know, you don't have to, don't worry about it. I ain't fishing. I ain't, you know, fishing uh, for that. None of that. I just like, if you want to be vague, be vague, but I'm not fishing for like, you know, controversy. I ain't about that life. I mean, I like controversy, but like, I don't, want to you know if you get you get you get what i mean go ahead i'm sorry exactly i stay i stay out of the drama of like calling people out and all that kind of stuff but i do want to i want to like uh promote awareness not calling people out not like saying oh this person screwed me or that person did this or that person didn't pay me or whatever it is because it happens this is the thing i want people to be aware that it happens that's that's the biggest thing for me is that you know when you do go like like you said like you should know your self-worth you know what i mean like if, if you're going to a show like what do you, what are you going to give to this promotion like are you going to give them you know uh, a match that's worth this much or are you going to give them a a match that's worth this much you know are you going to give them this much of ticket sales or this much of ticket sales it's it's like what is your self worth put that together to yourself you know what i mean and yeah. don't let somebody else don't let somebody else tell you what your self worth is because like i and i'm not going to like like i said i'm not going to go yeah, into don't worry about who it. it was or anything like that but i will tell you that you know for for a long time I didn't know my self-worth and I would go and I would work for free at these places and I'd put my body on the line and I'd, and I'd get hurt and not know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, like, I'm not going to do something like that to myself. And now I know that through those negative experiences, which weren't all negative experiences, they were learning experiences. And now I'm able to tell, you know, like people like, like I'll put over some people that are newer that are, that I, that I enjoy talking to, or at least one of them is uh, flash Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if anybody, you know, listening knows of him, but he's, he's an up and coming guy and he just started training at, uh, the wrestle factory in Philadelphia. And that's when I met, I met him, uh, at the beginning of 2020, when he started his training there, I did a session there. Cause like I said, I like to go to schools. I went there for three months and, um, and when I was there with him, he was like one of those people that I, I kind of saw it in him that he was getting things really quickly and, and grasping things. So a couple, you know, months down the road, I got in touch with him, and I actually saw him on the boardwalk uh, close to here, and um, we talked, and he said that he was still training, and I brought him down to a couple of my shows, and he's been doing really well for himself, and it's cool because all these negative experiences that I've had, I'm kind of able to tell him about it, and like you know, he's not gonna, it's not that he's not gonna ever have any negative experiences in his career. Oh, everybody does, but if, if you're aware that other people do have these experiences maybe you'll kind of know in your mind like all right you know i can get past this you know this is just a bump in the road but like the long-term goal is for you to succeed so just keep pushing forward like don't worry about those experiences just have them learn from them and teach others once you have them yeah like avoid avoid pratfalls because you know it's 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 really easy to to basically go to a promotion and you know, a guy wants you to basically do all kinds of crazy horseshit, and he's giving you like twenty bucks. Like, there's no reason for you to be doing a moonsault to the outside with no padding, maybe on top of a chair with some guy who's only been there for like three weeks, who may or may not catch you, you know, because you want to show out. That's that's not smart 
that's not business. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not a professional in any capacity. I'm just using, you know, common sense and logic. But there's there's no, guys out there that want exactly that. Right, that's the, exactly what you're yeah. saying. Is that you're exactly right. But like the thing is, is if it this is this is my philosophy on it. Like if if you know that you're gonna get paid twenty dollars, you have to be okay with that. And if and like. I'll I'll take a twenty dollar payday from a company that number one like if I believe in that company and I know that I could also make more off of that company mm-hmm. in merchandise sales and you know and, and stuff like that then I'll do that because it's like it's basically like okay they're gonna pay me twenty dollars and I'm gonna do this but now I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna sell you know eight t-shirts you know what I mean yeah so now I, I come back and I make a profit off of that and I still didn't do any moon salts I did a scissor kick a neck breaker and my you know my finisher or maybe I took three moves. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, they just want to see you, you know, be you and work your character. But if you establish yourself as the character that, that does jump off of the things and that does do the flips and that does take the crazy things, then that's what they're going to expect the next time. See, so, but that being said, my, my thing is, is that like, you know, it's not about maybe working per like a payroll. Oh, well, if I'm getting this much, then I'll do this, this is, but it's like that it's really easy for a promoter to kind of get you to go, you know, ECW versus CZW versus like I'm I'm the second son of Sabu for like a hot dog and a handshake, and that's not right. Like you, you know, you have to not you particularly, but you know, performers, artists, whatever you want to call them, they have to have that like you know, okay, because that's the thing that like there's people who want to to what's the word like predatory on that, like they want you to 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 go show out and, and damn near kill yourself. And I don't think that it's worth. I think maybe it's because I'm older now. Like you know, when I when I was younger, these ECW matches are like amazing to me. But when I look at hardcore stuff now, I'm like, oh man, please be careful, son. Like you know, you're old enough to be my son or son, or maybe at least my my nephews. I'm like, oh man, Tony, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, Tony. Come on, man. Like it's <laughs> just you gotta, you know, that's that's my one of my thing is like I I get concerned for the youth because you know there's promotion that look out for you, but there's also promotions that you know they're just trying to get whatever and they don't care, they don't give a rat's ass. They're not paying your medical bill, they're not paying that ER bill. So like you gotta have like performers, you gotta just know your worth and you gotta play it smart. Like, you got the idea. You're like, hey, I'll do this, do whatever, and you know build my equity and maybe get my little merch table in the back, get some money moving out. Speaking of merch, you talk about that later, but. Moving moving forward a little bit, you mentioned moves and the arm drags, but I actually have a question regarding moves. So, what is uh, one of your favorite moves that you don't get to do too often? That I don't get to do, yeah, too, too often. often. Uh, Something that you really like, but it's like, oh man, I just can't do that today. I didn't get a chance to. Like, what, what do you have any in your repertoire that fit that criteria? See, now uh, me, my my personal wrestling style is uh, I don't do a lot of high flying. I, I don't go off the ropes too much. You know, I keep it very uh, simple and very character based. And, yeah. Uh, like my big moves are a knee drop and and a uh, a drop kick off the ropes and a um, what's it called uh, a scissor kick and that and th- those are pretty much the big moves and a neck breaker. You know what I mean? Got gotcha. you. But the move that I that I usually don't do very often but i do like to pull out sometimes it's just a straight up pile driver yeah just a straight up pile driver i like to hit somebody with the straight up pile driver sometimes one time i actually did it to somebody on top of a uh, a hubcap and i broke the hubcap in half oh jesus i'm, I'm assuming the dude was okay though right yeah, right? okay yeah, no, see that kind of spots the spot that gets my old man like oh man please be okay man yeah. please <laughs> please like i can't i don't know I, it has to be an age thing it just, I don't know what it is, man, but I remember in my youth watching ECW 
and like, oh man, you know what? I'm gonna train up. And I'm gonna get bloody, and, and from Fordham Road, I'm gonna be the third Baldy from Fordham Road coming down there representing Castle Hill and whatever. Me and New Jack are gonna go to war, and then like as I get older, I'm like, you are a stupid man. You are a stupid child. Don't ever like no. Hell no, 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 no. Like I'll, I'll see some of this deathmatch stuff, and it's not about being squeamish, but it's like, I, I don't want people to get. F- I want the illusion to, to, to be. You know, I want, I want the good illusion. You know, you get what I'm saying? But yeah. I don't want these people to be hurt. Like, like with certain fluorescent, fluorescent bulbs, like they have that dust. That's not good dust. Then there's some that actually there are fine that you know. They get the desired effect. They look terrible. They look, you know, menacing, but you're fine. But then they have the one that has the dust and the dust messes up your lungs. And they're not paying, your promoter's not paying your medical bill from the pulmonologist, man. Like, come on. I guess it's the old man in me, Tony. I want y'all to be safe and just, and, and perform to be Ric Flair's age. Be like Ric Flair, old as hell, still performing and, and making that money from the merch table, man. It just... It gets me crazy, son. I don't. I just. Oh man. I don't know, man. Trust me, man. I that's. I, I try to. I try to tell people because it's. It, you know. You would expect me to. To do that often, and I don't. I've only had a few matches where any of that has, has ever yeah. been involved. You know. I, I. But this is the thing. Like for those of the the people who do do that, um, and they don't get you know exactly what they should be getting as far as pay. Uh, the only reason that I would say that would be worth it, and for most people that do say this, and I understand this, mm-hmm. is that um, it's more of like for an exposure thing. Like I might not be getting what I deserve right now, yeah. But because because I'm doing this right now, the right person is going to see it, and then I'm going to be getting what I'm worth for it. You know what I mean? Got you. Well, bless up for that, and they hope we get the eyes. You know, hope they get the eyes because I like that stuff kills me. Like they have um, what the hell was it? I don't know what it's called, but like um. They have it for Japanese flowers. It's like a pin. It's like a, a a a bunch of pins in like a block, and basically you stick the stems in those. So I see the match, and they're using that. I'm like, oh boy. So I'm thinking, all right, he's just gonna poke him with it. No, he takes it and then he hammers it into the guy's skull. And then after the show, you know, they're pulling it out. The guy's smiling, and they're pulling it out. And you know, and all I'm thinking of is like, that's that's you know, sub subhematoma that's not cool man that doesn't like that does nothing for me i'm okay with deathmatch stuff but i just don't want these people to be maimed for the sake of being maimed for you know some crazy ass fan like yeah i love this this kind of shit like nah man it's cool but you know hook hook them up like shout out to luther i know luther got over good for him but uh moving on with that because i and thank you for the answer too a very very well thought out answer um regarding your career thus far what, what what would you consider and this is kind of like a two-part question. So what will be considered your biggest uh, uh, pop and maybe even your biggest uh, non-pop, a.k.a. boo, that you've received thus far in your career? Wow. So, um, oh, man. I mean, there's there's two really big pops that come to mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one. Uh, I was at this um, – it was like a festival. And I was, I was in this battle royal, and I was wearing a costume in the battle royal. Okay. And uh, – I was fighting. It was kind of like a, it was a Halloween uh, show. So uh, anyway, I, I'm fighting this skeleton thing. Like I, it's like it's a, it's not a person. It's it's literally a fake skeleton. And I'm okay. Like you know, just being goofy. Gotcha. But the people at this festival, like you know, they're they're kind of like it's it's kind of a weird thing because it's a music festival, but there's a wrestling show. So not everybody there is there for wrestling specifically. So okay, they don't they don't like it in a crowd like that. You kind of have to know your crowd when you're wrestling and in a crowd like that. 
they don't want to see, you know, like the, the crazy spots and moves and high flying because they'll be impressed, but they don't understand it at the same time. Sure. But, but they'll understand something like this, like this, like comedy, like, like, so what I did was I was beating up the skeleton and all of a sudden I have the skeleton in the middle of the ring and I put him in a pile driver position <laughs> and every, and everybody <laughs> in the ring and everybody in the ring starts going, no, don't do it. And now everybody in the crowd is yelling at me. Don't do it. No, don't do it. <laughs> But now I, I and I hear the crowd and I and I see how they're reacting. So I say, you know what? I'm going to take this a step further. I go up to the second rope. Oh Jesus Christ! And I still have the skeleton in the position, and everybody's like, no, 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 no! Please don't do it. So I take the skeleton off and I start putting him down. And all of a sudden, I swing him back up on my shoulders and I give him the pile driver off the second rope. And I jumped and it made a big crash, and everybody just starts whoa! I'll just start screaming, and it was, you know, it's just one of those things that's just. You, you would think that breaking your neck would get you one of those reactions, but in reality, I just did nothing. I mean, you did. You 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 performed. That's that's the beauty about 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 wrestling or pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's honestly, it's kind of like physical theater or physical drama. When you think about it like that, that's like when it's kind. Yeah, it's kind. That's that's the 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 bet. When you think about it in that context, I think that's the best way because you. You as a performer, as a wrestler, you gotta, you kind of gotta get, you have to get that emotion. Whether it's, it's the cheers or whether it's the booze, you want to get people physically invested. Like in the olden days, when you know old women tried to stab, like, like you know, tried to stab Black Jack Mulligan or, or tried to like you know kill Ric Flair, or whatever, or you know jumping over the ring to to save Dusty Rose, stuff like that. That's that's when back, you know, back when people thought it was whatever it was, I don't want to use the word fake or real, but you get what I'm saying? Respect for business and whatnot. But it's like, you know, so now we don't have that. So the, the next best thing is to get people emotionally invested in what you're doing. So uh, I need to know though, did that skeleton explode when you pile, when you pile driven it or did it stay together? Cause I don't know how to, how, how to fake skeletons work. Cause if it exploded, uh, it would have been bonus well, points. We, we were actually surprisingly able to use it the next night. Oh, damn. Well. Resilient That's ass. Night festival. Uh, but it, but now all that remains is its arm. Damn, because like you know, if it would have, you know, if that skeleton would have exploded when you, that they probably would like I don't know, I don't think there was a roof, but it probably would have came off if it would have exploded. Yeah, his <laughs> fingers but, uh, hit somebody in the crowd or some shit like that, like a finger in the no, eye. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was definitely crazy, and like I, it didn't get the reaction I expected because I expected, um, I expected people to be to want me to to pile drive the skeleton, but it's yeah. almost like the people wanted me. To, to like you know to give it sympathy it was yeah. funny you know what I mean? it's, it's funny the way people react but the other big pop i got was actually um it was in um it was in the st louis area but it was actually right outside of st louis in um i think uh belleville illinois okay and uh anyway uh it was at what they called the biggest fan fest in the midwest and there was about, uh, by the time we were wrestling, I think there was about maybe four or 500 people in there. So it was actually one of my bigger crowds. And um, what's it called? Uh, I come in the ring and I'm still the delivery boy at the time. And I was actually defending the GTS championship. Okay. And um, I have the pizza box and I tell my opponent who was Onslaught, uh, I tell him, hey, listen, you know, we don't have to fight. Why don't we just have a pizza? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's a pretty reasonable argument right there. So he says, you know what? Fine, I'll take a slice. So he, he goes and opens the box, and I have a hole in the bottom of the box, and I smack him in the face. <laughs> so God the damn crowd, it. 
the, the crowd came unglued for it. I mean, it was it was one of the biggest reactions I've ever gotten. It was like I still have the video. It's one of my favorite videos. I've, I, I have, yeah, it's but, like uh, the wholesome version of of the of the SNL in the box skit. Damn, like I love I love I'm a, I'm a sucker for like goo- goofy goofy shit. So if I was a promoter, I'd book a lot of goofy stuff because I just I don't know I like laughing. Uh, you ever get like super like the, the skeleton? The skeleton I'm assuming was that the skeleton was was a pop. It wasn't super heat. What whatever? What did you get? Get got you like that super that super heat if ever. I'm assuming it might be the Tony Atlas thing because who who everybody loved Tony Atlas, but like is it yeah we got like yeah, nuclear I was, heat. I was, about to say, I was about to say yeah I got some pretty good heat for the Tony Atlas thing. I like you know for because they didn't expect uh, Jay Evans to turn on him, and mm-hmm. uh, when that happened, it was like just one of those moments that everybody was like it was all, they were almost speechless. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there was a lot of like there was a lot of people that like 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 are fans of of like of me that like when I was the baby face at that promotion that was kind of like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like now he's, now he's a heel, you know, I, I'm, I'm booing for this guy, but here's Jay, the key Evans. He's the favorite. He, you know, he's the favorite. He's the baby face. We could still cheer for him. And then he joins us. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, who would he, who do we have left? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like one of those where everybody just kind of went silent. Like, Oh my gosh, like what just happened? There you go. It's, it's about, it's about the reactions. So, I had a quick question because this is something that I don't know if, if I have to blame Stone Cold Steve Austin or not because when he started his podcast. But how do you feel about the lay person using using, I guess, you know, wrestlers speak? I've always felt like a type of way about it. Like, I don't know, because it, it kind of feels like that was your that's like y'all's vernacular. And in, in, my, in my experience, it'll be like, let's say I'm from let's say I'm a, I'm a Latin king or a crip or a blood. And I got some rando doing a crip walk. It's like I'm gonna knock you the hell out. But so with wrestling, it's uh, obviously it's a bigger fraternity and whatnot. But you personally, or just you in general, like what do you think about nowadays the usage of uh, what's I don't even know what it's called. Is it called carny speak? Is it called kayfabe? I don't know. But the the, the vernacular of people saying, "Oh, that popped me. Oh, I'm a heel. Oh, you a face." Like layman, not not people in your position, but you know just the dudes in the street or, or quote unquote the marks or whatever the hell it's called. What you think about that? Um, you know, I mean, I can only speak for myself, obviously, ahead, but, yeah. uh, when, when I do speak for myself, uh, I, I'm, I guess I kind of say when, when I hear people saying that, like if I see a fan and they're, you know, trying, like you could obviously tell, you know, some people are just kind of trying to do it, yeah. but, but as, but this is the thing, like I, I kind of have to put myself back in a time when I was a fan where I would have loved to be able to go up to a wrestler and, and talk to him like that and, you know what I mean, and not be able to, to be judged for it or, or kind of, like, have, like, the, the wrestler kind of play back with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, although, like, the fans, they don't, they don't know everything that we say. They don't know all of the lingo. They don't know all the talk. They don't know what everything specifically means. So, you know what I mean? When I see somebody just trying to, to do it just to kind of for the matter of fitting in or whatever – I, I kind of just play along and, and, you know, laugh at it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to, I don't want to make somebody feel like, like they're not included at a wrestling show because at a wrestling show, you know, when, when the fans go, when the wrestlers go, when the refs go, when the, the video production staff goes, they're all a part of the team. Yeah. Even the fans. And you know what I mean? So, so if, if they feel like they want to say that, like I said, just like now, I'll laugh it off and just kind of be like, "All right, you know what I mean." Like I'm glad you're having a good time, you know. Yeah, good guy, Tony. You too good. You too wholesome for this world, Tony. I don't know. 
<laughs> like, yeah, I be talking to a, a lot of people, and you too, you too damn wholesome. Good for you. So, so let's go to something that's a little less wholesome. I love my segues. I'm so professional. We kind of talked about it, but I'll try to get a little, a little more information. So you don't have to go super deep into it. You know, just we'll, we'll keep it at face value. So as I mentioned earlier, as some as as some of you folks listening, hopefully know, being an independent wrestler means you have to do with various promoters and with all things. If you know, you know. Uh, do you have any like really good promoter stories? And then I also have the part about you yeah, any bad ones. But let's talk about the good first because you're a very positive guy. So let's keep that theme. I mean, I have plenty of good and bad promoter stories for sure. Uh, but I mean, as far just, as just give us a, a quick one, like a quick good and a quick bad. Then I don't want to make yeah. make it crazy. Absolutely, yeah. No, for a good story, um, I mean, I could just kind of, I'll just put over the company as a whole. Go ahead. Uh, you- UWC um, is is just one of those companies. It's one of the first companies I got to work for, and they've been nothing but awesome to me and Francesca the whole time that we've been there. Um, they've, you know, we they they run a lot of uh, like really good events. Their mm-hmm. fan base is is just awesome. Their fans like they they love the products and they they keep up on us. Like they know what we're doing, even though we're not the biggest company. Yeah. Like they, like to to them, we're the biggest company because. Like we have such like a uh, like a loyal fan base at the UWC that it's just it's incredible and um, th- those one of those promotions like they were gonna let me and Francesca have our wedding there. Oh, uh, it's still we we're still planning on having our wedding with UWC. Uh, yeah. it just got back because of COVID, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those like that's one of those stories where I met really good people through wrestling. Um, and that's based but- in Jersey, right? Yes, that's in New Jersey, okay. Wrightstown, New Jersey. They they always run uh, pretty much the same place, Kelly's Bar in Wrightstown, New Jersey. Uh, they run monthly events, and anybody listening, I mean, check them out if you're in the area because uh, we we have a lot of fun. They like to keep it um, like you know PG, and they just like to keep it very. And but we do have some edgy characters too. You know, don't get me wrong, but and uh, it's okay know, to be PG, Tony. Nowadays, everybody too goddamn edgy. I'm edgy, and I ain't even trying to be edgy. So it's okay yeah, to be well, PG, you know, bro. Everybody likes that, you know, that edge, but, uh, we do, we keep it PG for the most part. And, uh, you know, it's just a good family fun event. And it's, it's one of those places where like, if, if you, if you have your kid and he's never been to a wrestling show and you want to take him, like, that's a good place to start. Cause that's it's, nice. it's very interactive and very kid friendly. And, you know, we, we just, it's, it's one of those good places, but I've, I've had some bad experiences where, you know, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't see like <laughs> you you too positive so like i'm not trying to get uh, dirt for you but like you don't have to look 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 tony you ain't gotta you ain't gotta dig deep you don't even gotta say names but you can just elaborate on the bad experience the person ain't never gonna hear this anyway like you don't have to yeah, be like you don't have to be like oh so and so and allentown pa no i don't care about none of that you can just elaborate what exactly happened like you know so go ahead yeah so, yeah well um Oh man, well, we I had an early match of mine, uh one of one of my earlier matches mm-hmm. where I was already, you know, a nervous wreck because, you know, I, as I told you from my first match, you know, I was just a nervous wreck in that match. So, yeah. You know, my my first couple matches I kind of felt the same way. So, in my one of my first couple matches there, um I'm already nervous and then my opponent is just nowhere to be found not the whole time. You know what I mean? So I'm like, "Oh my god, what's happening? Like what are we going to be doing?" Eventually, we find him, and he's ready to go in his gear, like, at the curtain, like, we're next. We barely know what's going to happen. And, oh, yeah, I also had to change my name for the event. And uh, What? Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. So then, 
the uh, my opponent uh, proceeds to switch, like pretty much chug this bottle of brandy right before we go out. <laughs> and is, like, is he in his <laughs> my age? Because God, not, I'm sorry. Not the not the whole thing, but like you know, quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I I declined because he asked me if I wanted some, and I was already nervous. <laughs> Like, oh my god. So then he he had his boys go out before him, like to kind of like introduce him. Yeah. Uh and he rubbed baby oil on on his boy before he goes out and he spills the whole listen to this, spills the whole bottle on. Okay? So there's baby oil everywhere, all over the floor, all over the sky, and he is not visually appealing. So he goes out there and he's flexing, like I said, not visually appealing. <laughs> You know, baby oil all over the place. My shoes are slippery, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to slip during this match. This is like, you know, this is crazy. Like, yeah. like, like this is one of my first experiences, you know. So then I go out there. We're doing our match, and at some point, we're on the outside of the ring, and he picks me up to go run me into the post, and baby oil everywhere. We slipped right on the ground. Oh. Yep. And then he blames me and chops, proceeds to chop the crap out of me. Jesus Christ. Yes, and that opponent just so happened to be the promoter of that company. Oh, oh that, that makes perfect sense. Jesus. Hey kid, you want some you you want some brand I don't even know I, my mom used to drink brandy. I don't even know the name of the the goddamn uh uh the damn uh, brand of it, but yeah, you want some brandy, now I'm good. And then the I like how you said visually unappealing. This is how I know you're actually a good person. Cause I just would have said a hunk, of, a hunk of garbage, but he, my man said visually unappealing. I mean, I mean, yeah, no, nah, that's 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 a bad experience. That 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 about sums it up. Hey, kid, I slip. So I, that's my that's my like old timey wrestling voice. I got that from somebody. I don't know who, but yeah, that's yeah. You that's, know, just trying to add add a couple of brothers and brother. <laughs> uh, yes. That's right. Hey, brother, you won't see. You won't. Oh man, if it don't come hey, in the brother. Manila envelope, I don't want it. Jesus. Hey, brother, you uh. You want a little bit of the gimmick here? Uh, <laughs> you get, get your confidence up, brother. Brother, do great out there. <laughs> brother, get your confidence. Oh, I like that. Brother, get your confidence up. Put on a show. Oh my god! All right, but perfect. Yeah, you, you got, you got, uh, you got the answer I wanted. Good shit. Good shit. So we're almost done. So I won't keep you too much longer. But we got a couple of things left. Um, sure. so as I mentioned earlier, you are super duper duper on socials so shout out to that because i still can't even figure out twitter as you notice i even gave you like you're like hey do you have instagram i'm like i do but i got my personal account so I, <laughs> you got my personal account and then you have my like league uh twitter so please don't share the personal account <laughs> i mean i like stuff but you know you know how it is anyway so your joint is all over the place in a good way um so the question basically means to that i want to ask you is um what's your general consensus about social media honestly positive or negative um both uh definitely both because um i mean i'm not gonna lie before wrestling i had no interest in social media and i didn't i didn't want to use my twitter i had i think the same twitter that i use for tony cheney was my regular twitter that i okay. just activated maybe had like one or two tweets on and just never used and then i just kind of converted it into my tony cheney one but uh i mean really for the most part i i never had any interest in it didn't really care I posted to Instagram here and there. Like if you if you dive down really deep into my Instagram, yeah, you'll you'll see like a bunch of my posts before I was wrestling and just like you know stuff with me, like hanging out with friends and stuff. Nothing too crazy, 
But, uh, I mean, for the most part, uh, I'm going to say that it's a good thing for wrestling now because although it, it kills a lot of things, like um, a lot of people, you know, it kills like a lot of um, suspense, a lot of surprises, a lot of, you know, a lot of things that, that we used to get before, like like a lot of moments that we used to have, like we can't have that anymore. Like a lot of times where like we were watching wrestling and all of a sudden like somebody pops up and it's like, oh my God, I would have never thought. Like nowadays, it's like we already know they signed the contract like four weeks before that. You know? Yeah. So, and it's really hard to keep a secret. And uh, that's probably the worst part about it. But the best part about it is that honestly, without social media and without, you know, my following on, on TikTok and, and uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the things, um, Cameo, uh, all that stuff, like I wouldn't have. Uh, like I mean, number one, I mean that big fan base that I have. I would yeah. Have, like, I wouldn't have a platform to put all my stuff on. I would just kind of hope that people see it, and that's how it was back in the day. You kind of just hope that people see it until you get on that big TV platform. But now I'm in a situation where I kind of started my career on the, a big YouTube platform with you know the, the show I'm on being you know a show that has over a million subscribers. Mm-hmm. It, it's intimidating to start that way, but at the same time, it's a blessing in disguise because. Like now I have this following that I kind of like, like I had like a jump start to get. And now it's kind of up to me to keep that and build that from there. So uh, social media is a really good tool in doing that and uh, having people know me because now, like I said, I'm from New Jersey, but I travel out to Illinois or Ohio or New York or Pennsylvania or Delaware, North Carolina, wherever I go. And there's at least one or two people usually that know who I am already because of the show on gts and because of the exposure putting yourself out there putting yourself online and you know that some people will come up and say hey i saw you in this battle royal and you know just something random like that and it's like i didn't even know there was a video out there with me in it you know what i mean yeah but you know just it's it's just you kind of have to um just use it to your advantage and i i know that is kind of sucks for some people and i've actually uh, helped a couple people get onto social media because like, I know how it is not wanting to get on, but, uh, once you finally get used to it and, and you're able to use it as the tool it is, then it's definitely beneficial, especially right now. Um, not gonna lie. Like a lot of my, my income right now is, is based off of, uh, you know, t-shirt sales and cameos and all that kind of stuff. I, I really, I depend on that. Yeah. And social media uh helps me greatly without social media like what would i do i mean i put an ad in the paper and hope i get a couple of bucks i don't know but you know i mean this is this is one of those things where even though like i said it does ruin a lot of things um it can really help make you as well it's beneficial like i say i say this man you need to like whenever you get some free moment maybe teach my ass how to do youtube because i've been at it for a minute and i'm just trying but then again as a wrestler it's it's a it's a better niche to be than a league league because like damn Cause I was looking at your stuff, I'm like, yo, this this guy is popping. And for someone who's who's like, I don't really even like social media. You you have um, what's the word I'm looking for? Apt at it. You're you're not bad at it at all. Like I don't mess with TikTok because I'm scared of of you know Chinese hackers or whatever. Cause I'm old and crazy. But um, I'm, you know, speaking of TikTok, uh, you got a lot of people on TikTok. I saw you had an interview with somebody because I've been trying to do research and whatnot. And then I saw something about a TikTok terror. I'm assuming that has to do with uh, your initial spot with Grimm. And it's, it's GTS, right? Is it, uh, did I say it wrong? GTS? Yeah, or, the TikTok okay. terrifier is actually like a, like a thing that's going on right now. Okay. Um, it's, it's basically just like, uh, it's, it's one of the things that is coming in and terrifying Grimm. And, uh, 
basically they just kind of released some information on it today on today's gts episode yeah so i don't want to i don't want to give too much away yeah, no about spoilies. it yeah, but, yeah. Um, but what i can say is that uh basically we've been dealing with um this fan specifically like kind of recording our stuff and putting it on tiktok and uh there's a motive behind it that you'll find out on today's episode if you watch it very very fancy go good yeah. good for good for that but yeah and you're on tiktok like it's i just looking at all of your socials you actually know what you're doing so you should probably consult do consulting for some of the other cats maybe get some get some extra income revenue too because the, 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 the trick is as an independent entrepreneur you want to have multiple revenue streams coming in never want to yeah. have just one so that might be Absolutely. something you want to might want to look into Sony Cheney Social Media Enterprises Incorporated LLC. P no, actually, uh, 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 was it uh, partial liability? P L L L C or something like that. Whatever, limited yeah. liability. Like I ain't liable for you know all your nonsense. So we're coming to the to the end, but I got a couple left. Um, so with the current state of places like you know WWE, AW, Impact, MOW, etc., 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 um, do you see the need to venture out from indie wrestling? Um, I mean, it really kind of depends on your goals. Yeah. And um, also, I mean, if it also depends on uh, money. I mean, if you're an independent wrestler and you're fortunate enough to be making enough money where you don't need a contract and you're also getting your name out there and, and happy with the way your career is going, mm -hmm. then, you know, you, you don't need a contract. Um, I mean, kind of a bad but good example to use is uh, Joey Ryan. Yes. Uh, because I know that he just recently had um, some of his own, yeah. You know, I, I guess uh, scandal or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, uh, look, look past that and um, look at what, how his career was going before any of that. It's uh, he was making a lot of money off of independent wrestling, and he had no contract, and he had no interest in signing a contract because he bought a nice house off of independent wrestling, and he and he had all these nice things because of of you know the way he was able to promote himself. Mm -hmm. So I don't see the need to sign a contract but i mean for me personally i would love to sign a contract because you know in the end of the day like when i was a kid the goal was to be in the wwe and to be a, a television wrestling yeah like, wrestling, you know what i mean it's just uh, that's that's at the end of the day that's my goal so uh for me i i would want that's my goal that's where i would want to head but i do i think it's essential no the best, the best part about that is the second part of the question is where would the dream place be and why? And you said it, so I didn't have to ask it. This is why you good. This is why you good guess, Tony. When I get more popular, we'll have you come back. But yeah, so here, here's the thing with WWE. Like I used to be a die diehard WWE fan. I'm not gonna get into why I'm not one now. But long story short, being a fan for I don't know a long time because I am ancient. Um, the thing that like my interest slowly kind of went away because when you realize what the status quo is and that the ship doesn't change. So that's kind of bummed me out. That's why I'm a big AEW guy now. I'm not like a super Mark or whatever the hell it's called, but you know, we have yeah, arguments on I mean, discord and whatnot. Go ahead. Like, honestly, like, I mean, even though, you know, like I said, I've been watching the WWE my whole life and that's the goal. Like, I mean, even if I had an AEW contract, that's still the goal. You know what I mean? Just to be a television wrestler, like, you know what I mean? In yeah. general, growing up watching tv and that influencing wrestling it wasn't just wwe it was also you know tna and and uh also going i mean having grown up uh in the era where like youtube and all that was just finally coming up like i was able to also experience other companies and stuff but 
having the TV wrestling was TNA and WWE. And you know what I mean? So even if I, you know, if I spent time in impact, that would be amazing because, you know, I grew up like watching them and they're still around. So, you know, I mean, either way, it's just, uh, I would just like to have, you know, a contract and I'd like to make money off of it. And in the end of the day, I'd really like to, uh, to be a trainer and, and, uh, share my knowledge to people. And that's the beauty of, of the statement. So I don't know. I'm sure people that listen to me, like they know more or less what, what, I, what I say regarding it. But when I go online, I'm not going to get all worked up because I usually tend to get worked up. I've been keeping the PG with you because I respect you and you're very wholesome and pleasant and polite. So without getting too worked up, my thing is like when you go on Twitter or whatever and you, you see people say things like, oh, oh, Kevin Owens, you need to go to AW. They'll treat you and your family right. It's like, listen, homeboy, my guy is making a wonderful living. Is he the world champion? No, but he's fighting the world champion. And guess what? He doesn't care that he isn't the world champion. He's able to provide for his family. He doesn't have to travel much because it's Rona. And, you know, he has a good schedule. He has a good life. He has a good paycheck and his family's taken care of. So shut up. I just, I just, I don't like. These people don't need, they need to understand that, you know, there's some wrestlers who are, I want to be the best in the world. And that's perfect. Good. Good for you. Go where you need to go. Do what you got to do. Travel the world and be the world, be Ryu, world warrior. That's cool. But it's also okay to be Dolph Ziggler making six, seven figures and just doing what you do. Like, I don't be on like wrestling fans need to understand that as a whole. Like, it's not necessarily about. About, oh, hey, you know, he they'll treat him better here. Some people, yes. But most people, it's you perform, you're on TV, you do something you love, you provide for your family, you save, you have a good life, you put money away, you build interests, you build uh, enterprises, and, you, you, you know, you live a good life. So I don't, you know, so wrestling fans need to understand that. Not all of them, but some of them do. Because it's, it's, it grates me. Like you said it, you just, you know, you want to be on TV, you want to work. That's what you want. Of course, you want to probably be like a top guy or something, but it's not going to. I don't know about you personally, but I don't think it's going to kill you inside if you're not a top guy. If you're on TV, you're doing what you love and you're making a good living for you and your, you know, you and your future wife. Am yeah, I wrong? No, <laughs> Am I wrong? That's the thing, man. No, I mean the the thing is, is the at the end of the day, the goal is is to be on TV, making money in the industry, and and. That's what I, I want to be able to make money off of wrestling and, and only wrestling. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. like, and I, like you said, I don't have to be the world champion. Of course, everybody wants to be the world champion. You know what I mean? But I don't have to be there as long as I have that. If As long as I've made that goal to get to television and be a, a wrestler and, and be, you know, living my life off of what I love, then I won't have to work one day in my life as far as concerned. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's a good Nakamura surfs all the damn time. He's happy as a clam. He don't care that you know whatever. That, you know it's just come on, man. Some of y'all need to like relax. Those are the same people that like saying, "Hey, hey, Tony, did I work your brother?" Like, dog, no, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. I'm good. <laughs> moving, moving on. Uh, we got like three questions left. Um, so this is kind of a long question so you feel free to carp, uh, compartmentalize it in any capacity that you want make it simple uh what are your long-term goals the one-year plan the five-year plan the 10-year plan 
You could just summarize. It. You don't gotta go crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like the between like the next year. Um, right now, there's there's a lot going on, like in my personal life and everything. Yeah. So, uh, in the next year, uh, I do also besides the stuff with my personal life, have a lot of opportunities coming up that I haven't even announced yet, and uh, that you know I'm not able to announce yet. But a lot of good opportunities coming up in the wrestling world. Fantastic. Um, where by next year, I want people to look at those things and say, he took those opportunities and he ran with them. So, you know what I mean? That, I guess the next year is really running with those opportunities. And, uh, the next five to 10 years is, is working my ass off and just climbing up the ladder and, and making, you know, this dream that I just talked about today come true and being able to listen to a podcast like this or an interview I did another time or a promo I did another time and, and look back on it and say, you know, I had aspirations to be where I am now, and now I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Like, I mean, yo, you you know, you start getting, you start building that wave. Come on back, man. Remember where it came from. Let me stop. Let me, let me like, I'm jumping <laughs> on the bandwagon. Like, yo, Tony, remember me, Tony? I that one guy from the from the Discord. Remember me, Tony? I'm on Instagram. Hit me up. Nah, nah, it's good. You gotta have a plan. It's a thing. Like most people, they don't have a plan necessarily. So if you don't have a plan, you don't have a goal. As long as you have some kind of plan, some kind of action, you can at least achieve something and then work from there and build from there. That's how it usually my, works. My main plan and goal, like if, if I have something set in mind, uh, other than being a world champion or anything like that, the real goal is to make a name for myself in wrestling to where people know who I was, they respect the name, and that I'm reputable and respectable enough to be able to teach people later on in life. And people aren't like, wait, who teach you? Wait, who taught you? Wait, wh who was that? I don't, I don't know who that is. Like, I want people to say, "Oh, okay, I respect that." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, like a scrap iron. That's you know, they very respected. Um, like, like, like Iron Mike Sharp. Yes, like, yes. He like, like he might have not. He was never the world champion. Like, he was never one of those people that that won every single match that he went out to. But he was so respected for for who he was in the wrestling industry that when he became a trainer. People knew, okay, you were trained by Mike Sharp. Like, that's a respectable name. We know who that is. He's done his bit. Like, he's done, like, all his stuff. He's he's paid his dues, and he's the man. So we trust you because we trust him. Yeah, and you got guys like Killer Kowalski or uh, Kishi, et cetera. The list goes on and on. So wrapping it up. I, um, I, I wish that uh, I wish that Big Al 911 still had his school because, honestly, like, like getting into the business, like, I really didn't like. Obviously, I I knew who nine one one was, and I had a huge like. I was a huge fan of his. Yeah. But like, I knew that he wasn't the most biggest name in wrestling. But at the same time, I I mean, you would be surprised how many people within the actual wrestling world know exactly who he is and respect him like to the highest regard. And so I can't be, you know, uh, I I'm very fortunate to have been able to learn under his uh, his tree. You know. You know what's was kind of uh, hilarious regarding nine one one, and this is kind of I don't know if this is a testament or maybe a homage, but when I started my league years ago, um, you know we have commentators, and one of them is Big Al Poling, and he's like the color guy. So shout out, shout out to nine one one. Basically, basically shout out to him. He's a he's a canon character now. You just used the you did the. "Quote unquote shoot name." So shout out to him for that. So hopefully yeah. things turn around. Uh, so two two more joints left, and the first one is uh, if anyone listening, do you have any advice if they want to get into professional wrestling? Yeah, um, I said it earlier, and I'll definitely reiterate: um, never stop learning. 
just go and learn wherever you can. And, and you know what, if, you know, if, if you want to like, you know, keep putting money into one place, uh, I'm not saying that that's the wrong option because there's a lot of people that go to reputable schools like create a pro wrestle pro, uh, um, the wrestle factory, um, and, uh, you know, ring of honor worldwide dojo, all these good places. And they keep, there the whole time and they do get to tv and they do get these good opportunities but i've learned honestly from from the most people that get the best experiences is by learning from the most people that they can not just one so keep yourself out there and and keep an open mind but also take everything you hear with a grain of salt there you go when you when you visit florida go visit uh the, the you know team 3d i think it is and also flatback yeah. as well my boy's actually, going there now uh, one of the head trainers there is uh, John Cruz, and I actually I didn't go to the school, but he was doing like kind of like a kind of like a seminar before a show one time in New Jersey, and and I got to wrestle with him a little bit, and uh, so he was really really cool, and and he had a lot of knowledge. You know, it's just like that was an opportunity that not everybody had to do that. Like not everybody at the school or at the show rather had to do that, but he was there offering it, and the people who took that experience now they have that experience. You know what I mean? So just when you see something like that. If you're at a show, like don't don't ever get to the point where you think in your head like, oh, I don't need that. Oh, I don't need to go in the ring. I don't need to do that. I don't need this experience. You always need that experience. Spoken like a true journeyman who wants to perfect his craft. So this is a part of the segment where we wrap things up and essentially you plug everything. But before you plug what you got to plug, here's one thing we spoke. Yeah, you're right. I, I know it's going to probably take like a, a half an hour because you got mad stuff to plug. But <laughs> first, and, first, and, first and foremost, though, uh, you're doing a, a homemade shirt hookup. And I wanted people, I wanted you to talk about that because basically I was going to tell you, yo, if this podcast went well, I, I'm going to get one. But I will get one, uh, obviously, you know, to show support for a fellow independent. Well, I'm not a fellow, but for an independent wrestler, I was saying fellow, like I'm fellow. I'm not a fellow. I'm not a peer, but I'm, a, I guess, a fan. Whatever well, you, call you it. are a peer. Well, I'm going to call you a peer because you know you're you're within this business you're you're here and you're keeping wrestling alive through your podcast whether you have wrestlers on or not your podcast is is a wrestling related podcast and without people like you putting out the content about wrestling and, and constantly keeping it in everybody's names and everybody's mouths then i mean what else are we doing other than you know rolling around and touching each other for nothing well you're getting two shirts now anyway so <laughs> br br break us down how does this work specifically? Because I know I'm doing one, but just in case anybody else listening might want to cop one, how, how, break us down on this one because it's a little different than usual. Because you have a pro wrestling t-shirt and uh, shop and your joint, you got like a lot. I, I was very impressed. I'm like, yo, this dude, this guy, <laughs> yo, the pro wrestling tees uh, spot is on point. The TikTok's on point. The IG's on point. The Twitter's on point. You got four digits on, on on the on the YouTube as well. You you you're doing it the way you're supposed to do it. So good for you. But explain to us in layman's term, explain to us the, the, the shirt hookup joint right now. Sure. So it's it's um yeah, like you said, it's it's not the same process necessarily as going on a website and ordering a t shirt, but uh it sort of is. But also I try to make it personable because when you go on pro wrestling tees and you order a shirt, then number one, you're paying for shipping. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not that much, but you're still paying a little bit for shipping. Uh, number two, you're not deal like you're not getting it from me specifically. And number three, you're only getting the shirt. So when you order it from me, you only all you have to do is email me at book Tony Cheney, B-O-O-K-T-O-N-Y-C-H-I-N-I -O -O -I at gmail.com. You email me there. You just say, hey, I'm interested in a T-shirt. And then we talk it out from there. I'll show you the designs we have available. You pick the design. You tell me what size. 
And all I do is I send you my PayPal link. So it's pretty much the same thing as if you're paying on like a website, you know, they usually pay through PayPal anyway. So I give you my PayPal link. We also have cash app and we have Venmo for those of you who don't have PayPal. But um, we, we basically what we do is uh, we, we charge $20 flat with no shipping fees in the USA. And um, yeah, and then you pick your design and we also send it out with an eight by 10. So that's a little bit extra something. So you get to save a couple bucks on shipping. And on top of that, uh, we actually end up making a little bit more in the process. Uh, so you support us just a little bit more. And on top of that, you get a handmade touch because if it's if the design's just a little bit crooked, we did that. You know what I mean? Like if, if the design's perfect, we did that. You know, if, if there's a signature on there, we did that. You know what I mean? So that's that's all coming from us specifically. And uh, that's kind of the selling point. Basically, uh, a handcrafted experience. Exactly. Oh, no doubt. So I got you out there. No, no question. But we'll, we'll, but I got to ask, though, like, um, how, how, how the shirts run? Because uh, I'm a big lad. Like most wrestling fans, actually, I shouldn't even front myself. Like I got me um at a WrestleCon a couple years back, they they convinced me to get a two X Andre shirt, which is kind of too big. But then I bought uh, an a extra large shirt, which is kind of too tight. And then I got another extra large shirt, which fits just right. So I need to know like how your joints fit, so I can figure out which one I'm gonna get for my big ass. So we can talk about that I'd after. Say like, okay. I'd say they I'd say they run a little small. Alright. So I'll probably go with 2X just for the hell of it. And hopefully if I if I wash it, I don't know. Maybe I'll expand to it. Whatever. We'll go to it. Anyway, is it extra for 2X or not? Nah? I don't know because sometimes it gets no, no, extra. No, no. Usually um, I know that like like I don't think 2X is an extra cost, but like some some of the like, – Oh, no. When you get to the 5X, it is an extra cost. Yeah. Bro. No, no, no. Definitely when you get to like 3, 4, 5X, it's yeah, like, yeah. an extra cost. And uh, we usually try not to charge people that though. Um, we don't get off, we don't get uh, orders like that too often. And when we do, we, we want to accommodate you because we're not charging the shipping. We're still making more money off of it yeah, than yeah. if you ordered it off Pro Wrestling Tees, and you're still getting that personable experience. You're getting the the eight by ten. You know what I mean? So so yeah. it's, it, there's more to it than just going on the website and just saying, oh, there it is. Gotcha, yo, kid. You a good salesman too, man. I want to buy a bunch of bunch of shit from you, Tony. Goddamn, but yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Someone heard two X, they're gonna be making jokes, and yeah, I can kiss my ass. I right? I'm husky, I'm diesel anyway. So, all right, you got enough of this nonsense. You got a lot of stuff to plug, so the floor is yours, Tony. Plug away, my friend. Right on. So, if you guys want to follow uh, Tony Cheney, uh, it's really easy. You can follow me on everything. Uh, you can't basically. You can't say, <laughs> "Oh man, I don't have that, so I can't do it." Oh man, I don't have that, I can't do it. No, trust me, I'm everywhere. So you have it, and I you could follow me. <laughs> so. You go on Facebook, uh, you could actually just look up Tony Cheney or you go on Facebook.com slash Tony Cheney Stub Your Toe and uh, you can find my official page. You could give that a like. I share all the same stuff from my Twitter and Instagram. The Twitter and Instagram is at Tony Cheney 96. Um, we also have the Mob Squad uh, Instagram and Twitter and Royal Familia if you want to keep up on uh, the tag teams and Francesca, of course, at Francesca Cheney. Um, but then on top of that, if you guys want, speaking to Francesca, um, for those of you who know, we have the Franz Fiery Habanero Sauce. It's out for sale. If you go to ltw-live.com, you can get it. It's it's a nice tingle on your tongue, but a great taste going down your throat. I, I swear to you. I don't like hot stuff, but I can eat the Franz Fiery Habanero Sauce. Um, on top of that, um, if you guys want, go over to my Cameo page. Um, I sell Cameos for $10. They're personalized video shout-outs. I'll say whatever you want. I'll sing happy birthday. I'll cut a promo on your friend, whatever you need me to do. But right now... What I want you guys to do is go on the page and join the fan club. It's absolutely free. It's basically like giving me a follow on Twitter. 
But uh, join the fan club on Cameo because on Friday, there's going to be a huge, huge, huge announcement, a big interactive experience with me and possibly Francesca. So, guys, definitely check that out. Join the fan club. It's absolutely free. If you want to be the first notified about this huge experience, huge opportunity that we have coming up. What else you got? Anything else? No, no. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> about it. Did you cover Twitter? Did you get uh, well, of course, IG I mean, Twitter. Uh, t- yeah, there's, there's TikTok too. I, I almost forgot about that. Uh, we've been going live on TikTok. Um, the last couple of pay-per-views and like after raw, we haven't, like, we just started doing that It's a new thing for us, but mm-hmm. we're going to be doing it a lot more often. So if you follow me, um, at Tony Cheney on, uh, on TikTok, then you could follow, you know, of course the TikToks that I post, which I don't post a lot, but we have been going live very often. And you usually see me and Francesca on there. The other night it was me, Francesca and Zach Ruby. You know what I mean? I might have a couple other people on there, but you guys come in on there. Sometimes you guys uh, send us the, the gifts and the fire emojis and all that. You might not know what that means. And trust me, I don't really either. But uh, it means that they're watching and it means that they're invested. So I appreciate you guys coming on and watching the live feeds. And then, uh, yeah, he got Twitter and IG and everything else. If you just basically type his name, Tony Chini, C-H-I-N-I, you're going to find him and he will show up yeah, everywhere. Just, just, you just look it up on Google. Yes, Google. I mean, honestly, you'll just you'll just find them all. So Everything. You, you just, I'll list it in thing too. Yeah, I'll have it. I'll have it listed uh, on the bottom of the uh, the the docket sheet that I put at the end of every episode. It has basically all of your stuff. Yours is gonna be like nine pages, and they're all gonna find you. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna find they're gonna find you in every in every capacity. I uh, told you, if, if yeah. you, you you can't you can't <laughs> say, oh man, I don't I don't have Instagram, so I can't. Oh, I don't have Twitter. Oh, I don't have this. It doesn't matter because I got it all. I, I, I have I have my I will find you on MySpace. All right, forget about it. When you play, when you play, it just plays uh, your rap remix that you did on your YouTube page. <laughs> See, I do my research, Tony. I do my research. Uh, my last my last thing I wanted to add is that I I saw a couple of your um you know your fan videos. Uh, it's really heartwarming. Folks dig you. Folks legitimately love you. So shout out to you, Tony. So. That's going to be it for this will be named later episode number nine with my guy, Tony Cheney. Follow, buy, subscribe, everything else in between support independent wrestling, because if you don't, somebody else ain't. So you got to do what you got to do for the hobby that you love. Thank you very much, Tony. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening and if you brand new, hit subscribe on Spotify or like or I don't know. He knows socials. I don't know anything because I'm old. So like, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Everything in between. We love you. Have a nice night. Peace out. And if out. you don't want to like it and if you don't want to subscribe, you can go stub your toe. Arriba Erchi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's that. What a show. I hope you learned something. If you didn't, that's on you. Want to send thanks to Tony. Mr. Tony Cheney for showing up. It was a great conversation, a great time. I enjoyed myself greatly, and I hope you guys did as well. If you would like to be a guest on This Will Be Named Later, it's very simple. You can just hit me up on Twitter at, uh, you know, twitter.com slash OCWFed directly to me or OCWFed at gmail.com. The old school classic way. We're here to talk to you. If you're a creator of any kind of capacity, I want to sit down and shoot the breeze. So that being said, thank you so much once again. Have a nice night. Peace out. And uh, keep it tight, all right? Like the song says, woo!